Welcome to Tao Wisdom, your podcast for deep soul healing and soul growth. I'm providing you here with insights from the Akashic Records and ancient and galactic healing modalities so that you can step into the full expression of your original soul blueprint. Join me in reclaiming your power. Hello everybody, thanks for joining me for this episode and today I'm going to cover the topic of women raging war on other women and <laughs> I could have called this something like the importance of sisterhood but we are in Scorpio season and in Scorpio season we can go directly into the shadows and into the darkness that is present within us and on this planet <laughs> and before I'm going to talk on this topic and I'm really holding today my utmost love for all the women out there and for us as women um, trying to make the best choices for our lives and trying to show up in the best ways for ourselves and for others. I'm going to quickly update you <laughs> on what else is happening and then I'm diving straight in. I'm also going to channel for you from the Akashic Records today and I'm going to channel today from Inanna, the Mesopotamian goddess. I'm going to read her, you her story later. I really love her. Um, I already channeled a couple of times on her, not in the podcast though. Um, I work with her privately. Oh, I just like her energy. <laughs> now, what else is up? Um, if you feel as much as me, um, trying to work with the energy of Mother Earth, and work with her seasons and really understand that energy and understand how it flows within your body and how it impacts you and how it impacts your own health you can join my online course um, something called autumn transformation <laughs> you will find it on my website <laughs> taoism.net under programs yes i have all my courses out there all my seasonal courses um I also want to update you on all the Akashic mag uh, record magic that's going to come out soon, end of this year, beginning next year. I'm having currently, uh, me and Kaylee having our masterclass running and we are preparing for a very special container to teach uh, starting next year, February. It's going to be in themed container. It's going to be around um, Valentine's Day. It's going to be all about abundance and love and money, most likely too. Oh, I'm very excited about this, very excited about this container. Um, I will also have um, seasonal inspired containers, solar containers throughout next year. And the next one coming up is the one for spring bear. It's called a vacan, the womb, and we will work with the spring energies and with the goddesses, primarily Mary Magdalene, I think one other goddess that didn't come forward yet. And we will, I will channel 
on all the magic in the womb on themes like fertility, creativity, growth, uh, the waters of the womb, um, creation. It's going to be a very empowering, it's going to be a very empowering container where we deeply, deeply connect with the magic that lies within the womb, not just the magic, but also the wisdom, the deep, deep wisdom that lies within the womb. So that one is coming out in um, March, I guess, March time, springtime. And Kaylee and I will also bring out an online course, how to read the Akashic records. This is a course you can do yourself. It does include though a session um, with me, because even though this is a self-taught class that includes a lot of instructions, um, a lot of tools and also healing sessions um, for you to be able to access the records, I do want to make sure <laughs> that you have everything you need to access the records and that all of your questions are answered. So you will have a session, a one-on-one -on -one session also with me where you can ask any questions, where we can open the records together, where you can, where I can read your records, where I can do additional healing. Uh, to remove any remaining blockages etc so i am really excited about this course and for all of my upcoming containers you will be able to buy them as a bundle together with this course in case you have no experience reading the records that you can in the container in the containers i'm going to give also simply if you want to channel along with everybody else who wants to join in and channel along so it's going to be a nice group activity. Now, I think that's everything that's <laughs> kind of in the works, apart from other side projects. Um, but we are talking today about whoo, the dark side, the shadow sides of women and how we are to each other and how we support each other or not support each other in this world and why am i even talking about this now every time i channel on the universe on creation on the fabric of society i see the female energy the yin energy is really the spider web the net the fabric of our society it is the one that clues everything together the one that holds everything together it is creation is coming from yin building this foundation and then the yang the spark coming in and then creating a third entity the trinity um, and therefore the female energy of women are really in a way the backbone the backbone of our society and of humanity and um, are also in many ways the sort of soft cushion um, foundation they are the foundation of how we are going to build a different way of living on this planet a different society because I cannot stress this enough five-dimensional earth is not going to fall <laughs> from the sky into our hands and be there one day when we wake up no you me everybody here incarnated to create this 
And in order to create this, we are going through this phase right now that we are seeing where a lot of shadows are, a lot of the karma, actually, the darkness is coming out to the surface for us to see it, to recognize it, to alchemize it and to heal it. This is happening on a personal level for people um, within themselves where they are um, getting to know themselves better, right? And we see it on a collective level with everything that is playing out right now. And from here, from this place where eventually a lot of things have been brought to the surface in order to be looked at and to be healed, um, we are going to start to create a different way of living together because obviously what we have been doing for the past thousands and thousands of years on this planet isn't really working for anyone it doesn't allow us to thrive it doesn't allow us to live in our full soul power it doesn't uh, allow earth herself either so <laughs> solar system has decided it's gonna upgrade and um, <laughs> move more into the concept of living out of oneness and unity and peace so we have to create this and as as women as the female energy we have such an important important role in this and i think it's very vital that we understand our role in this and that we also understand our role in the wars we are seeing on the outside that are raging it's very easy to blame our male leaders on this who certainly have yeah, fair share in all of this but we also need to look at um, as women are we creating the foundation for society here on uh, on earth to thrive are we doing this and what are we actually needing in order to do this because as women as this fabric of society our biggest gift is the gift of connection the gift of uh, looking after others, befriending others, and supporting others. This is really what the feminine energy does and does so well, so, so well. Generally, when I look at uh, the masculine and feminine energy, the masculine is kind of, and we see this in many men, you know, they are out there, they are out there in the world, they are fighting their courses, you know, they are uh, busy <laughs> implementing, doing things, and that is the masculine that is great they are like the kings right out there but then um as the backbone there is are the women the feminine who are making sure that um there is a safe enough nest and a nice enough nest for everyone else to thrive so that even men can go out there and fight their battles and that is not to say that women don't do that either but women are so good at simply bringing the entire community together and really really also supporting each other and this story that we are having that um, we are um, enemies of each other we are um, in separation of each other you know the story that we are seeing out playing out in media but the story that is also has been playing out in the last thousands of years right this is not our true story as women 
we were always like if we come into our true power and true energy we were always there to deeply deeply support each other and be there for each other as women and to take care of the community to take care of the family to take care of um everything that would we regard as larger um home in a way and that doesn't mean women are not out there in the workforce right but that means that women also hold additionally to um, whatever they're doing out there in the world this um, intrinsic energy that allows them to create and be part of this support network that is then going out there and taking care right of uh, looking after the elderly the sick the um, children you know simply being um having this ability to be to live in your emotions and live in your intuition um that you can tend towards others that you can understand what others are going through and that you therefore then can uh, befriend them and be there for them and um be the one who's you know, bring others together when, for instance, someone died and people are grieving together, not separate, but together, being there when a child is born, you know, um, and supporting that woman and um, supporting that growing family. I mean, there's so many, so many other themes here, but um, women really hold this, this immense gift. And this is something that in some ways we... It hasn't been really taken away from us, but um, throughout history, we were pushed into a corner where we are, instead of connecting with each other, we are in competition with each other because we have been greatly disempowered by society over the last thousands and thousands of years, right? Women had to literally fight. They had to fight for their survival. And often fighting for their survival meant they were in competition to have to find a husband because without a husband you were nothing you had no right to work no right to do anything in society you were an outcast of society so you were in competition with other women for a husband and um, you constantly had to fight to uh, simply um simply be there and then uh, we were devalued in so many ways our intuition was devalued our ability as oracles was devalued our voice i mean we couldn't even vote right uh, we couldn't say our opinion we didn't have a place at a table of many men so our voice was devalued, our opinion, um, the natural cycles of women, the process, especially also of aging was devalued. So we are only being judged by uh, beauty and youth. And we still see this out there a lot, <laughs> that we are primarily being judged by beauty and youth and that we need to use beauty and youth in order to advance in our career as well. Or to be, um, or to get attention, because simply our voice, our wisdom, what we have to say, what we have to share, doesn't get us enough attention. Doesn't um, 
yeah, doesn't get us enough attention. So we've been sort of very much disempowered. And that level of disempowerment has led for us to really go into this very competitive mode and feel that another woman is a threat to us because she's going to take our place she's going to take away our man she's going to take so our man it's not just it's not about the man right it's about security it's about fi uh, financials in the end of the day <laughs> that what it was about always right? our income level our security um, she's going to take away um, our place in the workplace somewhere right she's going to take away the potential job the potential pay raise i could be having etc 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 so um, a, a lot of times we see other women as that kind of threat because we've been put into that corner into that place for so many thousands of years and this has um, trickled down this is part of media this is also part of upbringing and we see this also now we see this in a corporate world where um, um, women often do not really uh, support other women where you find when you want career advice or um, where you want some, someone to connect you to someone else for a job it is often men who are very happy to do that <laughs> if you ask another woman there's often some sort of underlining reaction of mm, she could become a potential threat to me and you also see this very much in the spiritual world, which is obviously also uh, dominated by a lot of women, where there is a lot of competition out there. And the modern day witch hunts are no longer being done by the man from church. The modern day witch hunts are very often being led by a woman against another woman. Um, or a group of women against another woman and vice versa and there are <laughs> it's shocking and there's so many reasons for it and it is so sad because it is so sad because if we all want to if we as women want to come into our power if we as women want to create a world where we have peace out there where um, our children can thrive where we can like work and live and have a family and be financially independent in a way we in a, in so many ways need the support of other women we cannot expect men to give i mean now we are out there right and blaming men like you need to give that to us you need to allow us to do that but while in the end of the day it was always women who supported each other it was always women who were um together for each other the backbone you know, so in so many ways as women, it is on us to create that kind of society for us where we can thrive as women, where we can really thrive, where we have, again, where we are empowered, where we have a voice, where we are valued for more than just beauty and youth, where it is acceptable that we go through cycles of change and that aging is not... <laughs> a sign of um yeah what is that oh where aging is valued 
where aging is valued and where older women in their wisdom are valued and where older women are allowed to look the way they are <laughs> when they are older, you know, um, where um, we can create a work-life balance that is serving us, where we can be paid equally, right? Where we can have the say in very important matters in this world. It is on us as women to empower ourselves and to create that society for us. And I also truly believe when we as women are going to come together and really be there for each other, this is going to create the foundation for our men to also lean more into their own feminine energy and to allow themselves to also come within themselves more into the balance of masculine and feminine and to allow themselves to lead, to lead also more from a place of intuition and at the same time to feel in a way deeply uh, valued and um, Mm, almost held in a way so that man can go out and can do their magic in the world <laughs> you know can I don't know bring up on all kind of changes innovations um, you know do what they can do <laughs> I really believe that it would be for men also so much easier when women themselves valued each other higher and um, valued what women bring to the table. And what I often found in uh, what stands sometimes in a way, and I want to talk a little bit about how can we actually go there, what, what is right now standing in our way to do that, right? And some of the things are that as women, we have very high expectations, firstly on ourselves, because we have to juggle so much, right? We have to juggle uh, being a woman, having a family, working, supporting our husbands, um, being maybe there for family members, being there for friends. We have to juggle a lot of things. And uh, that actually A means we have um, limited amount of time for certain things, but also B it means that we somehow tend to have very high expectations, or at least I found that in the business world when I have, I mean, luckily I always had very nice managers, both female and male, but I do, and I also had women who really supported me in my career. Um, and the men actually all supported me in my career pretty much. Um, but I found that my female managers definitely had higher expectations on me or they're judging me or not judging um yeah holding me up to higher standards than the men were doing and i i was also managing people and i did very much the same <laughs> i have to say like with the people i managed um i also were like holding them up to very high standards um and I don't know where this is coming from in women, but I find men often just like, you know, I don't know, they see another man applying for a job and they're kind of like, well, he doesn't know everything, but 
he's just gonna manage it somehow you know but <laughs> I think when women are interviewing people and then she doesn't and that other woman doesn't fit all of the boxes um, it's gonna be like a no um, I don't exactly know why we are doing this um, but I think sometimes maybe we just need to cut a little bit more slack <laughs> just uh, allow for a little bit more um, a higher level of imperfection in other women and maybe it's also because we are portrayed or in the media often we are held to such high standards in the media right and being judged on so many things are we performing are we beautiful are we this and that um but often for men it's just like you just need to show up <laughs> that's already good enough you just show up <gasps> but for women no you're not just show up you're gonna look pretty you're gonna be smart you're gonna get the work done as well as the same time you're running your family <laughs> yeah, it's like I just think <laughs> the standards are somehow a little bit different and <laughs> it's also as women uh, sometimes driving those standards uh, and maybe because we as women think we have to handle so much right so we hold ourselves up to such high standards and we cannot in any part of our life uh, fail in any area <laughs> or just relax a bit more in any area so that we are expecting from every other woman to do the same so <laughs> I think that is one way to just okay relax a little bit more <laughs> the standards in regards to other women another thing is of course that big idea that women are a threat right to us because we are coming from this place of scarcity and having to fight for survival and having to fight for having a place anywhere and being heard and seen and being recognized and being valued so every other woman could be potentially a competition a threat and there are two different things here right there is first this idea that the world is scary there's not enough in the world for us um, and there's here really a theme for us to work with opening ourselves up to just seeing and recognizing the abundance in life and even when you look at what is so intrinsic female energy right our earth mother nature is so abundant so abundant but also as we are now simply out of the rights we are having now having more access to all this abundance um it is also i think a mindset thing to know okay there is abundance out there I do no longer have to fight just for survival and universe is going to be gracious enough <laughs> to deliver everything to me that I will need in order um, to feel safe and secure and financially stable and to provide for my children etc etc the other thing is the fear of betrayal I feel the fear of betrayal is very big and I almost feel the um, this is a lot of historic components to it that we are scared we could be betrayed by other women that our friendship could be betrayed that if we open up 
and become friends if we are trusting that we could be betrayed and I think for everybody this story is very personal I just um, see the story in many people including myself um, and that might have to do with how in past lives or even through our ancestral dynamics women have been betray uh, betrayed um, by groups by other women by men as well of course uh, but in general um, this level of I cannot trust anyone and right now there is of course also right now in the world we have a lot of fear out there still so much fear so much fear and fear is really the emotion where people become hijacked with and people start to uh, react very irrational because when you are in fear you're literally your logic mind turns off and all you're doing is you're reacting out of that fight and flight modus and you are becoming totally irrational totally irrational and right now there is so much fear in the collective that started i mean it's been growing over many years but it was really very heightened during uh, the corona crisis but now continuing with the wars we are seeing playing out right the genocides and the wars and um, the economic situation as well right fears around there and So women then distrust other women or fear another woman could take something away from them because they are dealing underlining with this immense fear within themselves that is sparked by their own fears from their upbringing and by fears from the collective. And this is really something I invite you. It is so important. We are in Scorpio season. <laughs> and next year, I'm so excited. Next autumn, I'm going to bring out this container the dark feminine gateway Kashyyyk record container where we are diving really deep into our shadows oh and channeling on all these dark feminine goddesses I'm very excited about this because this work is so so needed you really need to understand the um, motives that are driving you from your subconscious mind <laughs> from your subconscious selves those fears that are locked down somewhere in you and there's also all these fear right right now nobody really understands what the truth in the world right even in the spiritual world so many theories out there about aliens and um, where is this all leading the ascension you know what is really happening what are the agendas of the elite you know the cabal i mean there's all kind of wild ideas and theories running around a lot of them promoting intense fear that we are being controlled that um, something is out there to harm us that something is out there to harm us this fundamental fear is in so many women and this really requires a lot of work where you're going back and you are bringing this love of the divine mother back into your life and this understanding and knowing that you are 
always being held by the universe you are always being protected by the universe that um, yes there can be some dark and evil forces out there um, but you that you are really protected and I feel a lot of women especially do not feel very protected um, and have not feel, felt protected at all throughout so many incarnations right I mean <laughs> women were burned and I mean so many things have happened to women where it is so important to work again on this uh, feeling that you are protected by God by spirit by the divine so that also you not necessarily desperately look out there for someone else to protect you but while we are building again this fabric of women supporting each other that of course is going to be a huge pillar of protection for other women just knowing that there are your friends your sisters other women out there that have your back that are going to support you no matter what happens in life and no matter what happens to the man in your life um you know that there are other women out there who are here for you you know and this is what women do for each other this is what we always have done for each other you know, like, yes, we are looking for protection from men, but I mean, intrinsically, you know, we are here to protect each other as women. We are here to make sure that every other woman um, has what she needs for herself to feel stable, safe, secure, financially taken care of, um, feel that she can be there for her children, that she can do the work she wants to do we are here for this so working with your own deep deep fears of um, losing security using support that somebody's out there going to harm you is really important and there's so many ways of how you can go about working with these fears but it does require a level of going deep within and finding those parts within you your inner child or other parts within you your and a feminine, masculine, etc., in a teenager who are going to tell you these stories of why you're feeling this way and what has um, what has caused this and how this can be healed. And despite the fear, there is of course the other one <laughs> that plays such a big role in why we as women do not support other women and instead of supporting them taking them down and this is jealousy Whew. now jealousy <laughs> is a very special uh, energy I feel and to me really jealousy I really had to befriend my own jealousy I'm also a very jealous person I can't be a very jealous person I can also be a very fearful person um, but fear is almost like easy you know fear is like this little inner child that just needs to be held by your own inner mother in a way that's how I deal with my fears uh, imagining <laughs> me myself as my own mother is holding me or the divine is holding me or uh, yeah 
But jealousy, of course, jealousy is a different entity. Jealousy is in you and it's like raging, you know? <laughs> it's like, and she is dark and she has very evil thoughts. <laughs> and she is, I mean, I really like my inner jealousy because um, she is also, of course, a fun part of myself. And she has a lot to say. She has a lot to say. And that's what I mean. Like these, you know, shadow sides of yourself, they have so much to tell. And I really believe they need to have a table uh, within yourself and <laughs> on your table of all the beautiful sides you have too. They need to be recognized and they need to be heard because otherwise they are raging. They are causing havoc in your subconscious and they are running you. They're literally running your life if you don't understand and if you don't recognize them, if you don't give them space to be and to hear their story because with jealousy, right, there is a story there. For me, always when I feel jealous, I always ask myself two things. <laughs> the one thing is, does this other person or this other woman has something I want? <laughs> and often, yeah, that can be the case. And this is just indicating me there is a need from in me, a need, a want that wants something specific that this woman has. And only because this woman has it doesn't mean I cannot have it or I need to have what she has. Not exactly, right? Especially not if it comes to a man. But, you know, let's say, I don't know, she lives a certain lifestyle. And I see that and I'm like, oh, wow, she lives this way and I'm jealous. And I'm like, is there a need in me that would like to live like that? You know, may, may it be around work-life balance or just, you know, the size of the house <laughs> or where she's living, you know, living the, I don't know, community life somewhere in a tropical location, <laughs> something like that. You know, or, or maybe you see someone and she's living like, um, I don't know, Fifth Avenue, amazing apartment, you know, and you're like having Vogue magazines on her table and you're like, that's what I want. <laughs> yes, you know, that just tells you it's not about the woman. It's not about her. You know, you don't have to, like, we don't have to think we have to take it away from her or she doesn't own it or she doesn't deserve it. No, she deserves it. The only thing you can think is I have a need in me to have something like this too because there's somehow a need for instance I would love to live on fifth avenue but not for me I would I don't know I would <laughs> for me it would be a different thing uh, but somewhere in nature you know a big house in nature somewhere uh, but you know there is a need in me that I want this too and both of us both of us deserve it and both of us can have it and then there is just a quest of okay if I have this need how how strong is this need you know how how can this eventually be happen actually is this something that i eventually actually want to make happen and how can i make this happen so jealousy i think is very informative it's like really it's often just showing us well you know there's something that there's something there that you want that you might not even be so conscious about or something that you are denying like you maybe know you want it but you're denying it yourself you think it's not possible you can have it and then the question comes in why do you think it's not possible that you can have that why what makes it impossible you know and then you need to look into your limiting beliefs why is it not possible that you can live on the fifth avenue <laughs> 
with a few of Central Park. Do you have a few of Central Park? I guess you'll. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, why? What, what is your limiting belief that things that is not possible, that is not a life you could achieve? Where does it come from? Who who has told you these things? Maybe in your upbringing that, you know, you can't achieve these things or where have you picked this up? And then it's about on you or me to sort of retrain the brain and simply become aware. It's already a huge step to become aware of these thought patterns that, well, there's something in me you know, <laughs> that thinks it's not possible to have what I want. Um, you know, how can I sort of re... Um, reframe this <laughs> and think it is possible and then take it away that's also the thing take the energy away from the woman instead of being jealous of her and putting all this little hatred out on the woman which i definitely have been guilty of <laughs> definitely but you know, you know you live and learn so you take away <laughs> you take the energy back towards yourself and just focus the energy on how can you get what you want you know how how can you whatever needs to heal in you whatever you know needs to happen in your life that you get what you want what she's showing you the other thing of course is um insecurity that's always the other thing i'm asking me but once i ask is there something <laughs> that she has that i want second thing is i'm asking him am i having an insecurity here am i feeling this woman is more beautiful more smart more capable you know more more good <laughs> more uh, oh my god this is a thousand things right um I mean, you can go down the list, right? And you think you're in yourself, like, but that she is basically better than me. Is there some level of insecurity in me that thinks that, that she is just out there a better human being? And that therefore, because <laughs> she is somehow more beautiful or more this or that, she deserves, she has this amazing life that I want. Uh, or that I see that she's portraying. Um, and that again, I go back to into myself <laughs> and find that insecurity and then find that little part in myself that is thinking that and then I pour all the self-love onto me that I can, all the self-love and just really take a time out and sometimes I also unfollow people and if I ever unfollow you, you know, it doesn't mean I don't like you anymore. <laughs> or you do something wrong it's just sometimes for me like when I'm like too triggered by a person I need to take some time off <laughs> and figure out why am I so triggered by this person you know and that doesn't mean anything is wrong with that person but it's just that I want to take the energy away from the person and put it back on myself and really understand why am I triggered here and what is triggered in me and what needs my intention, attention within me and not out there, right? To, uh, to sort of pour the highest amount of self-love on myself or, I don't know, heal something or whatever. So, And sometimes that just needs the, you know, the space. Sometimes you just need the space away from um, these other women that trigger you to be able to make this again more about yourself rather than uh, about them. And there's also some work for us to do to accept right, our shadow parts and to love them too because it's very easy to love the 
very nice and lovable parts of ourselves as women but it's well it is a bit harder <laughs> to love the sides of yourself that are just messy and nasty and <laughs> um yeah you know dark and just shocking um and needy and insecure and whiny and traumatic <laughs> like everything we can be too right it is much harder to love these sides too but that's some work that is needed in this process if we want to really support each other as women is to really also love or accept these sides of us and accept that at times we're gonna be that you know we're gonna be that needy and that total emotional mess <laughs> or you know that jealous bitch or um yeah because you know no one is perfect and that is another thing to recognize is that um especially with social media we have so many examples out there where people only present the sides of themselves that they want others to see and they make money with this <laughs> they sell the dream and i mean i'm always like oh my god when i see another person selling the dream i'm like <sighs> when are we gonna start to um value honesty and being authentic because that would just really help us as women if there are more people out there and you see it too i follow a couple of women who are just really authentic about what it is to be a parent you know it's not always like fun and <laughs> fun and sweet no sometimes you're gonna be a parent who's just like totally gonna mess up and kind of totally gonna be oh my god your house gonna be like the worst uh, war zone <laughs> that is also what is a parent you know or um relationships right long-term relationships i mean if everything would always be like love and light and beautiful and perfect and harmonious that is such the biggest nonsense that i ever heard because then we wouldn't be even living this life <laughs> this life is always an up and down of things there's always some sort of motion and this is our soul quotes because if everything was harmonious non-stop soul wouldn't grow anymore and it would just be very unrealistic of what is happening right now on this planet because even if we look at the outside right when we look at the outside wow there is such a mess happening on this planet and what is on the outside is always would be a reflection of what is on the inside of people so that tells me that on the inside of people and in their private homes on the sides they're not showing there is a big mess happening <laughs> a lot of times and um it's just i think in general if we had a little bit more authentic and honest conversations of each other also as women we could just even be much more of a support pillar for each other because we would actually show up with the things that are really happening in our life and get the have someone listen to that you know, and have someone understand us and have someone relate to us because they go through the same things. It's sometimes when I uh, talk with my girlfriends and we know each other for such a long time, then, um, and we have honest conversations 
which even knowing each other for 30 years, you know, it's still a level of um, being very vulnerable. It's a level of being very vulnerable. And all my, I mean, my girlfriends are very authentic people, but it still requires a lot of vulnerability to have these very honest conversations about what's happening in our relationships with people, with our children, at work, etc., the struggles we are having. And it is so comforting though to have that. Because you see then you are not alone. You no longer have to pretend to these false images that we have out there about women that we always need to be perfect and we always need to be like calm and pretty and nice and um, whatever, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. So to sum it up, because I still want to channel from Inanna, us as women, the story that we are in competition, in separation of each other is not our authentic story. We are here to be in connection with each other. We are here to support each other, to tend after each other, to befriend each other, to be there for each other. And what is needed in order for us to do so is that we are looking at why we are competing with each other, that we are looking at the deep fears we are holding, um, fears in terms of how safe and secure we feel, how vulnerable we can be, uh, fears of betrayal, and we are looking at our we are looking and befriending little jealousy <laughs> and looking deep down why we are not uh, thinking we can have what someone else has and why we are not believing there is abundance and um, what other insecurities are we holding that we think we are not good or worthy enough to have what someone else has. And a last thing I want to say about men. Now, because there's, of course, a lot throughout history, right? We There's a lot of things where women compete around men because men meant security and stability and family and financial income, etc. Now, <laughs> when you think about this, um, in modern day times, of course, this is not anymore the truth. And there is just absolutely no need, zero need for us to compete about for any man. Because if you love yourself unconditionally and if you think of yourself as the most amazing and yes sometimes messed up with all kind of dark side but still the most amazing <laughs> being on this planet you know that the man that's meant to be for you is honoring and loving and giving attention only to you and only to you so a any man who's giving attention to another woman who is not available for you, who is just not showing up for you, well, he's just not your man. It's very simple. <laughs> so that's all I wanted to say on men. <laughs> now, let's channel from Inanna. And I'm going to read her story first because she has such a cool story. Now, this is from the Divine Feminine Oracle Guidebook. And look, Inanna, she is the queen of heaven and earth. Her mantra is, I have nothing to hide. I see and accept all that I am. She represents the power that comes back to us when we accept and integrate our shadow. She was the most prominent female deity in ancient Mesopotamia. Temples and shrines dedicated to Inanna lined the Tigris and Euphrates River. 
her name is Sumerian for Lady of Heaven. Oh yeah, her temples housed her priestesses and they would take a man to bed with them on the spring equinox to reenact the divine marriage or hero's gamas between Inanna and her consort Dumuzi. The hero's gamas is an ancient ritual of uniting the opposites from within, the male and the female, the light and the dark, and the most especially heaven and earth. This theme occurs in accounts of Inanna's descent into the underworld to find her sister. Oh my god, what's her name? <laughs> Iresh Kikal. Hmm. Okay, she must take off an article of clothing at each of the seven gates so that when she finally reaches her sister, she is naked. And when Inanna ascends, she does so with Erishkir Kigal's power. So she ascends again from the underworld. After having met her demons and integrating her shadows, the light and the darkness. Whew. So let's hear from this powerful woman. Amsana, Amsana, Amsana. I would like to open the Akashic records of goddess Inanna and her temples and ancient Mesopotamia. The Akashic records are now open. Ino kotori ni ti siya no no kiya katagadi sa tolya tano ya ti katagadi sa tolya ti no sa tiya tano katiya niya. I'm the goddess that ascended from the underworld. I'm the goddess that came back to you to show you the truth, the gifts, the beauty that lies in knowing yourself truly. Knowing what lies in your own shadows, in your own underworld. I faced them all. I became naked in the eye of God. I bared my soul. I stripped away everything that I was pretending to be. It was stripped from me. To become naked, to become truly myself. And in my nakedness, I saw my true power, my true divinity and my true glory. I believe when I am naked, I'm going to be sworn thrown into the depths of hell and the depths of fire. I'm going to be unworthy. I'm going to be shameful. I'm going to be dirty. But in my nakedness, I discovered the beauty. I discovered the beauty that is myself. And I discovered that in the eyes of the Creator. We are all beautiful, we are all equal, and we are all naked. He sees and pierces through us and still holds no judgment. He sees and pierces through us and still loves. He sees and pierces through us into the darkest corners of our souls, into the things that we have been that have been hidden even from us. And he still accepts. He accepts all that I am, all that you are. He accepts me in my nakedness. He accepts me 
in my true form, my true self. Being stripped away, being stripped off from everything that I had put on, my clothes, my garments, my jewelry, everything that made me look regal, everything that made me look worthy, everything that made me look holy. He stripped it all away just to see my soul. And he told me, you do not need to put on false pretend. You do not need to dress in royal garments. You do not need to live a life that is not truly yourself. All you need is to understand what is already within you is the light of the divine is the spark of God, is the true seed of all creation. It is the beauty that lies within this universe, the beauty that lies within the darkness and the light, the shadows and the sun. It's the beauty that I see in everything. Holiness comes from within. Holiness is always there. You do not have to prove yourself worthy. You do not have to dress a certain way. To prove your worth. In your nakedness the truth prevails. The truth that you are and have always been a divine being. Amsana, 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 and your Akashic records are now closed. Now, that was a message. <laughs> I'm always surprised. When these energies speak. Now, I hope <laughs> you found some comfort um, and wisdom in this podcast episode Whew, in Scorpio season. And I promise next episodes are going to be very holy <laughs> as we are. Um, how do you say this? Um, as we are coming closer to the most holy days of the year. <laughs> but uh, no. Um, this was fun. This was important to say. And I really do hope that as women, we can step beyond our shadows, beyond our fears, and we can heal so much for each other and with each other that we can become those pillars of support for each other again now thanks so much for listening i wish you i wish you a lovely two weeks and see you next bye bye join my new online course embrace autumn energy surrender release and transform 
Follow the natural rhythm of nature. Move with ease through the energy shifts of the equinox and eclipses. Learn to release and move through grief and loss. Work with your ancestors. Support your lungs and immunity. 18 lessons, guided meditations and journeys in the Akashic Records, lifestyle practices, diet advice, energy exercises and breathing techniques, all here for you to allow you to feel healthy and vibrant this autumn. Join now on TaoWisdom.net. If you want to know more about soul growth, healing or East Asian medicine, check out my social media channels and my services on TaoWisdom.net.